So, Alan, you picked AT&T. Oh, what a recent new low. Uh, I'm sure the shareholders are not impressed with that chart as all the major averages are at highs, not AT&T. What are you thinking here? Exactly. It's a great risk-reward play. This is a stock that's 25% off its May high, uh, and it's had a quadruple bottom here at this 25 level over the last, last few years. Now, what's important to me is that we made new lows, but not new highs of volatility, which is a bullish divergence sign that a bottom is often in because the sellers have run out of strength. So uh, I like what I see here. You're buying on this, backing off to a key level of support, multi-year support. And uh, we've been between 25 and 35 for 18 months. So we could quickly get back to that 30 pivot and, uh, and, and get going once again when the sentiment shifts. Right. All right. So what do you think, Ben, as you take a look at this uh, not-so-hot chart here. Well, I have to agree. Good morning with Alan's uh, take on the fact that this one has been under pressure. I think it's a little bit too early, though, to point out that this is a buying opportunity, if so, uh, at least until we start to see some of the buy side uh, pressure come back into play here. Alan mentioned how some of the selling has kind of eased a little bit, but take a look at the hourly time frame because what I'm looking at is some of the trend environment to the downside, the area of consolidation, the area of value that we're forming right now, and how there's really no rejection as of yet uh, in terms of this move lower. So I'd like to see something at least above 2640, but even more convincingly up above the middle of this area of consolidation that formed uh, throughout September. So we're talking 2760, 28 ultimately. Let me, let me move away from the hourly time frame here for a second though, because you can see again, this kind of trend environment that's been playing out Here's the daily, and uh, you can see that it's not just throughout the month of August and September, and uh, while October, again, some of the selling has kind of eased some. This stock has been under pressure after topping out around $34 back in May, and this is a good look at the daily time frame. But Alan mentioned that quadruple bottom. I like that, and I think this is the one thing that investors have to kind of hold on to here as well. This is the weekly time frame. After that spike low we just looked at, notice how we've posted two inside weeks here so unable to see that follow through after the breach of 26 holding these lower levels but alan mentioned a couple key uh lows as of recent down here i agree we've lost some of the momentum to the downside but we have really yet to resume any momentum to the upside so i think we could be in for a period of consolidation down here or potentially a prolonged or even more selling at this point but i'd like to see some momentum to the upside before i got real bullish this one Right. Okay. So, Alan, tell us your trade here um, as you take a look at this name that you think has some potential. Right. And that's what I want to point out to my friend Ben here, that what I'm looking to do is put a chip down for the long-term recovery here. So instead of buying the shares, you buy 100 shares, it's going to cost $2,500. Um, so what I'm looking at is a June in the money call, a very, very basic stock substitution strategy where you're buying an in-the-money call that's going to act like the stock, the 23 call. Now, again, this stock hasn't been down to 23 since 2011, so I'm not afraid to be along the 23 call. June gives you eight months of time, uh, and the expiration break-even is a 50 cents higher on this stock. So it's about math, it's about probability, it's about time. So that's the way I like to position myself for success. And uh, the June 23 call is going for about $3 right now, and the stock's at $25.50, so it's $2.50 in the money, limited risk, plenty of time for development. And a modest move, the key for the strategy is a modest move in the stock, if the stock gets to 30, let's say, 
that option will more than double. Right, and it's at 25 and change today. Ben, what do you think of that trade? Uh, in many ways, I like the break, even at 26.50. And, you know, Alan mentioned a couple key components associated with this trade, time being one of them. I think that's important. And I say that because we're on an extreme. We pointed that out in terms of the weekly, how we've tested this level about four times now. But we don't spend a lot of time down here on each of the past three tests. So that's what the Bulls want to see at this point. I like how Allen puts a, a bit more time into this trade in terms of letting it develop. And again, I think if the Bulls are still in charge or if they can step up at this point, it could uh, uh, tame some of that downside momentum. But this is a key area nonetheless to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then I was taking a look at Freeport-McMoran. Allen, your next trade, it's, it's off that May high. I did see Deutsche Bank has a hold and a, and a target there of $43. What are you thinking with this one? Well, there's a lot of parts to this. So, number one, the commodities come back. It's stalled in the summertime. So now we're seeing uh, you know, a, a, a reflow of money back into the, a lot of these commodity stocks and commodities themselves. Um, and if you look at the chart, which Ben is going to do here, we've been between 30 and 40 for three months. That breakout of that range targets 50, very simply. We're 20% off the highs, and you've got this 35 midpoint support to lean on. Now, this is a stock that was at $60 in 2008 at the commodities peak. Um, and copper right now in 2021 uh, is making new highs. So you're getting a bit of a disconnect that, that you need to see that relationship change that, uh, you know, copper continues to rally, but this stock is nowhere near its, its highs it made in 2008. So there's, there's a lot of upside potential here. Right. And of course, so much talk about infrastructure and rebuilding and how that could fit in. Ben, tell me more. Well, I like Alan's tie to uh, copper futures, and I watch those very closely. They've been very much range-bound, $4 to $4.88. And uh, as Alan mentioned, we've been coming off, or you mentioned, I think, Nicole, coming off uh, in FCX since the May high. So that's right around, again, when copper kind of topped out. So you can expect to see that type of price activity uh, mimic or similar to what we see in the futures. Now, interestingly enough, futures have been coming under pressure recently today, especially with the dollar rallying. But look at what's going on on the hourly time frame. We talk about this pattern. You actually see it play out a couple times on the more granular, uh, but on the bigger picture here, a high conviction move up throughout the month of October, sideways consolidation, but taking a step away from the hourly time frame. Uh, this is a little bit deceiving. This, this kind of implies some bullish uh, type tendencies here, but look at what we're seeing here and kind of uh, two pretty well-defined areas consolidation to the downside now after posting that high of 46.10 back in May again when copper topped out. But Alan mentioned 30 to 40. This is the most recent range that we've been kind of teetering around. What concerns me here, Nicole, Allen, is that we just recently tested the upper extreme of it. Copper's been very much range-bound, and I think this is going to be key to watch here in terms of this well-defined upper $40 level, the lower extreme $30 level. Mm. Again, a situation where uh, a breakout to the upside, not as significant. It was a seam up and through 42, 44. That would be a big deal, but ultimately the Bulls want to see this thing above 46.10 here. I just think there's some hurdles to get up above, and we have potential to just kind of roll over here right now if copper can't break out. We can revisit this $30 level again as this sideways area consolidation, a lot more random and a lot more, well, a lot less directional conviction than traders and investors would like to see, certainly limited to the upside at this right. point. Right. So, Alan, what's your trade here? Is it 
really tried to break out, wasn't able to do it this round. Tell us more. Well, again, I'm going to go to that leaning on that 30 level, just like Ben was talking about. I'm looking at the June 30 call, eight months of time, a high delta. Uh, you have the right to be long from 30. If that option is going to cost about $10 right now. Um, and it's like, like I said, very deep in the money. We're trading at 38 or change uh, in FCX right now. So it's about the math. It's about the probability. And importantly, it's kind of a look at this. If, if it doesn't break out here in the next couple of months, this June option might lose a dollar of time value if the stock stays here. So it's, it's again, about the math, about the probability, and as much the strategy as the stock. But I like this stock for the potential breakout, looking for copper to make another climb and looking for that dollar to, to finally lose some of this firmness that we've been seeing for many months. Right, okay. Alan, can I turn your attention now to Micron, the semiconductor name that you're focusing on as well, obviously. Um, it's been under pressure, let's say over six months. You could see that it is down almost 20%, had a high in April. Um, what are your thoughts on this one, Alan? Exactly. I'm a big believer in tech. Um, and again, Apple is the big news. Uh, Apple's still, what, 5 6% off its, off its highs. And those were made two months ago. So uh, that is, once Apple gets going once again, that could be very much a macro positive. But they made $20 billion in pure profit for the quarter. And you're seeing a, a bit of a pullback, a little disappointment there. But anyways, enough Apple. I just want to talk about tech in general. If you look at the NDX, the NDX is up 15% the last six months, and you talked about this stock is down uh, significantly in that last six months. So I'm looking for a little bit of catch up here. We've been trading here between uh, 65 and 85 for now five full months. Uh, so 75 is an important midpoint. So if you can get above that midpoint, you can see a pop to that 85 range top is what I'm looking for. Uh, interestingly here, uh, this is about 15% off the peak, but it's still up 40% in last year. So it is a momentum stock. It's just paused and consolidating. And uh, mm -hmm. right now, I'm looking at that 65 level as key and a way to play it. Right. All right. Ben, what do you think here? I think this one on the intraday time frame is trending lower and uh, similar uh, to what we were talking about in terms of AT&T at this point. It hasn't really provided the bulls with any indication that it's starting to turn things around. We could be in, into or could see some more weakness here. Now, I like what Alan pointed out in terms of what we've seen in the NASDAQ versus Micron in theory. That should support prices here a little bit. And we'll talk about the daily time frame uh, or the weekly in just a second here. But you can see on the daily how we've come off this 97 level since mid-April. And uh, just a trajectory to the downside. No indication at this point that we've rejected that as far as a V-bottom type pattern. Alan mentioned some consolidation that's playing out here in that 66, 65 level. A quick look here. Actually, I just want to go into the uh, intraday time frame, if we could, in terms of Micron, and just sort of point out here, and this is what I'm talking about in terms of similar to AT&T, how we've seen this kind of stair-step pattern to the downside here, and while we are sort of inching off that, again, key area that Alan mentioned, 66, 65, I haven't really seen any conviction yet to the upside that would come in the form of taking out these key areas that were formed most recently, 72, 73. Again, I, I like the idea that this one 
uh, maybe a bit overdone to the downside, but I've seen stocks continue to break from oversold territory further and longer than you would think. I, again, similar to AT&T, I want to see some momentum to the upside. I want to see us taking out some key areas that were established on the way down before I start to get excited about this one. At this point, it just seems like, well, Alan mentioned a little bit of consolidation at this level. Simply put, no rejection. Hmm. You know, even over one year, though, it's still in the green. I know it's come down off the highs of April and off of August. So, Alan, what's your trade here? Again, you'd be in the money option strategy, you can be less precise. And what I'm looking for is those points that Ben talks about, those will be confirmation that you're on the right side of the trade, mm -hmm. that, that things are happening that we want to. But you get in position in anticipation of that happening using options as this strategy. So I'm looking at the January 65 call. Uh, that's trading for about 750 right now. So again, that 65 is a significant, significant support level uh, to lean on. And uh, looking forward to you know break out of this sideways range to the upside as an optimist and as bullish uh, I have been and you know I continue to be. Mm -hmm. I think that uh, it'd be hard pressed for the tech sector to continue to to rise and have uh, MU have any significant declines from mm -hmm. here. That's the probability play that I'm looking at right now.